and I was left in the hospital by myself and I was trying to have a bowel movement and I'm sitting on the toilet to have a bowel movement and my uterus literally fell out in my hand. And the nurse, I called the nurse. I didn't know what was going on. I panicked and I I'm called the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, imagine having me seeing it in my hand and I'm like, what is happening? Hi everybody, welcome back to Level Uploading, Fight Balloons Face Facts with yours truly, Shay. I have a special guest today. You guys know that I currently have my Women's Health Sitting Up in My Room series going on and I do have a guest who was pleasant enough to actually come and share <laughs> some of her testimony. Um, so I do have Shastina here today. She is the owner of the Queen's Galore Beauty Collection. She's a makeup artist. She's a wife, a mother, um, so much more. <laughs> so everybody, please welcome Shastina. Hey, hey. <laughs> Did you have anything that you wanted the, the audience to know before we get started? Um, yes, you can follow my web. Go to my website, which is www.queensgalorebeautycollection.com, and you can follow me on social media under Queens Galore Beauty Collection on Facebook and Instagram. That's all. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Okay, so basically, you know my story. So I will just reiterate for everyone who may not. I recently had a partial hysterectomy. Um, I had some major fibroids problems um, that kind of just went haywire over overnight, pretty much. Um, and so that kind of hurted me, though. The only course of action that was best for me in the severity of my case was for me to have a partial hysterectomy. Um, I do know that you yourself had mentioned that that was something that you had experienced as well. Right. So mine is a little bit different. I did have to have a partial hysterectomy last year. And it's because I had three huge babies, basically, um, that okay. messed up my uterus. So my uterus was shot. Like, it was just bad. It was to the point where it was falling out. Like, I could see oh, it. Oh, my Every goodness. time I went to the bathroom. Yeah, it was bad. So basically when you, I didn't know this, but when you have pretty big babies over a course of time, they do damage to your body. <laughs> like people don't realize the damage that babies, like it takes on your body, the toll it takes on your body. Mm -hmm. But I pretty much had almost nine pound babies. One of them was almost eight pounds. I have three children. Um, and my last child, which was born six years ago, um, I don't know, people might not know this, but when you go to, when you have a baby, they won't let you leave the hospital until you have a bowel movement. So my last son was born with a broken arm. So they transferred him to Rush Hospital. My husband went with him and I was left in the hospital by myself and I was trying to have a bowel movement and I'm sitting on the toilet to have a bowel movement and my uterus literally fell out in my hand. And the nurse, I called the nurse. I didn't know what was going on. I panicked and I I'm called the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, imagine having me seeing it in my hand, and I'm like, what is happening? And she basically was like, oh, that's just you, this is normal, just push it back up. And I'm like, wait, what? Push it back up? And she's like, yeah, it's okay, it's normal, that's nothing, it's okay. And I'm like, what? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Whatever. So I'm just like pushing it, I pushed it back up. Like, it wasn't all the way out, but I can see it, and I'm holding it. So I just kind of like push it up, think nothing's wrong. 
Um, after several months went by, I had an IUD put in because I didn't want any more kids at the time. And I wasn't sure if I wanted to have kids or if I didn't want to have any more kids. So I just went with the IUD. Mm-hmm. Had an IUD. A couple of years went by. No problems. And then one day I went to use the restroom and I can see the IUD hanging out. And I panicked because I'm like, I've never been able to see it. What's going on? Went to the doctor and she basically told me, well, your uterus is hanging out. It's still it's intact, but because your uterus is hanging out, that's the reason why you can see it. So I'm like, okay, well, how can we fix this? What's going on? Why am I having this problem? And she was like, well, because she told me you, you had big babies and sometimes this happens. Your uterus gets dislodged and misplaced. And I'm like... This is very weird. <laughs> so and why what can we fix? Why aren't you like? I mean, I get it. It's not maybe the most common thing, but like, why haven't anyone told you? Like, exactly. Just so you know. This can happen. Like, somebody tell me something. Like, I didn't. I never heard of this before. So I'm like, this is weird. So she's like, we can take out the IUD. What do you want to do? I'm like, take it out because I don't want to have a situation where it's coming out and I can see it and something happens. I just didn't want to take I'm like, I'm not having any more children. Just take it out. So because the way my IUD is, is when you they put it inside your uterus, the way my IUD was and my uterus is already hanging out, it was very painful to take the IUD out. Mm-hmm. So I basically they had to kind of like like pull on it and kind it was just it was very uncomfortable and very painful um to get it out so that was one thing and then with my uterus already hanging out whenever I used the restroom um it was very uncomfortable for me it was uncomfortable to have sex it was uncomfortable to use like I, it was really pressing on to the point where I was at a state what they call stage three where it's almost completely dislodged. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. So whenever I went to the restaurant, I can physically, when I went to the bathroom, I can see it hanging out. Like I, I took a picture of it. It was really like, it looks like I had a, a penis almost. That's how it looked. Oh my goodness. Um, it, it was bad. So it was to the point where it was pressing on my bowels and my bladder. So it was constantly happening. I had to go to the bathroom all the time to pee. Um, I had to, it was causing me to be constipated and just a lot of different other problems. And so they was like, we can get you to have, um, we don't want to make you have a hysterectomy now. We want to ensure that just in case you want to have more children, we want to make sure you can still do that. And I'm like, well, let's, what we can, what what can we do? Um, they was like, we can do physical therapy. Did physical therapy. It didn't help. It didn't help at all. I was still going to the bathroom and it was uncomfortable. I could still see it. So it was like, well, are you trying to have more children? I said, no, I'm approaching 35. I don't want any more kids. And even so, if you had more kids, well, you would have to be on bed rest, right? Yep, that's what they the- told me. They said, if I was to try to have more children, it's a possibility I can have a miscarriage because the way my uterus is, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not in there proper, so properly. So I would have had a risk of having a miscarriage. I could have had a risk of having, um, what is it called, where your the baby is born out, and not in the uterus, but outside in the fallopian tubes. I could have, it's so many different things that could have went wrong. Mm-hmm. And I said, I didn't want to risk that. I'll have three children now. I don't even want to try to go through all of that. So I just went on and had the hysterectomy. So that was one thing. Um, partial hysterectomy, even though I knew I already had kids, it's still... Very For hurtful sure. because yeah, because like now this part of you is gone and you know that you can't have children ever again, even if you wanted to, you can't. Yeah. So it was very it was very hard for me. Um the healing process was very, very hard. And I know that you you had one, so you know how hard it is to heal from hysterectomy. Um 
it was what it was type a lot. Of surgery, what type of surgery did you have? Um, I did the robotic system. one, the robotic. Oh. So I have um, like five or six scars on my stomach right now. Okay. Um, they went through uh, my belly button and my stomach. And of course, I also had a um, because I had so another issue I was having because it was putting so much weight and pressure on my bladder, it that it caused damage to my bladder. So I had to have a sling put on my bladder as well. So they had to go into my bladder and do some stuff to lift it up because it caused so much damage damage to my bladder. So I had to have that on top of the hysterectomy at the same time. So just healing from that overall was very frustrating, very hard. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes sex is very uncomfortable sometimes. Not all the time, but it took a long time to heal because, of course, I have scar tissue up there now. Yep. So it's very, um, it's very frustrating at times, but... Yeah, that's my story with that. <laughs> it, I, it's just so crazy because people, you know, motherhood is a beautiful thing. And um, although I have not experienced it, I've seen it in all facets, you know, and it's like people don't understand the sacrifice and the danger that mothers really put themselves in in order to bring life into this world. Like, it's yes, it's a beautiful thing, but like behind the scenes can get really hectic. Like, oh, yeah. for real, you know, everybody just sees you with your beautiful babies and you're smiling in pictures and stuff, but you're going in the bathroom and pushing your, your, your Uchi Wally back in, you know, you get what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's terrifying. And I mean, for myself personally, with the surgery portion of it, I had to date because my uterus, like one of my fibroids was 11 pounds. That's not oh, even counting. Mm, not even counting the actual uterus that they took out that was also filled. I want to say that one was like eight pounds, like seven or eight pounds. I was oh walking around a lot, so I, I understand. Um, but yours was after your babies were gone. Mine was when I had like a fake baby. So they had to cut me open in order to, they oh couldn't get the robotics. Like I was trying to do, I was going to do the, the laparoscopic. They were like, we don't have any room in here. Like I was, Stuff. So I'm talking about my stomach was hard as a brick. Oh <laughs> so I, I totally get it. And I definitely understand. I mean, obviously, you know, I do not have children and I was never super like kids. You know, that was not my plan to family. But mm. at the same time, it's always nice when you know that if you wanted to, you could. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely relate to that. I totally understand. I just know that I'm thankful to be alive. At the end of the day, I'm not going to kill myself trying to uh, hold on to a what if, you know, yeah. what if I want kids? Well, yeah, but you're literally, your body is literally eating itself right now. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you kind of have to make those decisions. So I totally understand. Yeah, that's hard. That's that's I'm so sorry. That's very hard to even have to fans like you're basically carrying a baby, but you're not a baby carrying a baby. That's yeah. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Yes, it is. And uh, I just know for you, like your story. I, I I hope my face don't look too crazy. I was <laughs> clutching my pearls because I okay. I have heard in, in passing of like oh I can feel it kind of drop in like my uterus so I can feel it. it's like right there it's pressure you know the pelvic floor and all that stuff but like to go in the bathroom and to be able to see it and then so nonchalantly someone telling me to just push it back in as though yeah <laughs> like, I was what? terrified 
I, every time I went to the restaurant, I was terrified because I can physically see it. Like, it looked like a penis hanging out. That's what it looked like. And every time I went to the restaurant, it was just to be able to see it, physically see it hanging out was terrifying. The anxiety. Oh my God. And then you have yes. to use the bathroom all the time. So it's like, I have to do this anxious thing mm -hmm. over and over all day long. Yep, all through the night I couldn't sleep. I had to keep going to the bed. And I used to ask my doctor, why do I feel the need to constantly, the urge to pee? And she was like, oh, do you drink a lot of water at night? And she was just seeing all these different things. And I'm like, now it makes sense. And I wish you guys would have caught it and ahead of time. And maybe I could have saved my uterus and saved, I wouldn't have to go through all of this. But yes. they didn't catch it until the last minute where it's in, now it's in stage three. And it's like, now it's to the point where it's almost like detached, physically mm -hmm. detached. It's nothing anyone can do about it but remove it. So it was just, it was terrifying. It was a terrifying experience, and I don't wish that on anyone. Oh, my man. God. Man, I, I tell you, being a woman, man, listen, and that's no shade to anybody, but being a woman is hard, okay? Oh, it's yeah. A lot more than what you're wearing. It's a lot more than what you um, sound like. It's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, so... You know, I have a heart for women. I, I really, really do. And we suffer a lot of this stuff by ourselves because a lot of times, you know, we we don't want to tell people our, our business, which I get, you know. Yeah. But it's like, if we can help each other, you just taught me something today that I never, you know, knew. So, I mean, if I ever hear that again and, and have to use that knowledge, I will at least have some understanding of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I love that, the fact that you our open book that way and able to help other women because we all need to stick together and it's so many different things though so many women are fighting alone because they are too scared to, to talk about it and that's one thing about me i'm an open book i don't mind telling my story because you just never know who you're helping you just never yes. know what someone's going through so if i can help somebody please like if you can catch it at stage one before it starts coming all the way out <laughs> like seriously catch it. yeah but it's, it's a lot. So, okay. Um, do you mind sharing? Did they, did they only remove the, the uterus? Is that the only thing that they removed? So, they removed my uterus and my fallopian tubes. So, okay. I still have my cervix. I still have my ovaries. Okay. Um, yeah. I and I'm currently ovary. in menopause. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm why? I'm currently in menopause. Because I, I, I don't know. They said that wasn't going to happen, but I haven't <laughs> had a period. I had my... Um, my surgery last July, and I have not had a period since. So I'm well, currently no, going through menopause. You're not supposed to have your period. Oh, no, no, I'm going through menopause. You like this? It's official. <laughs> I have the high flashes. I'm going through menopause. Because, oh. you know, plus, you know, after 12 months anyway, once you hit that 12 mark period, not having a cycle, you start to go, you start going through menopause anyway. So I don't know. I didn't know that no one told me that. I did research on it, but okay. and then I finally went to the doctor and I asked, and she was like, "Yeah, you're you're going through menopause." So after that, you you start to feel the hot flashes and mm -hmm. mood swings. I already, I'm already crazy, but my mood swings <laughs> are on. <laughs> my mood swings, yeah, they they worse. They have worse it. So yeah, you know, it's it's so okay. So for myself personally, um, they left me an ovary. They left my cervix. They took. Um, of course, my uterus and my tubes and my left ovary they took. Mm. And uh, they left the right one so that I could not go into menopause, you know, just for the hormonal. So, so far, I've been okay. okay. I've been okay. okay with that. But I have actually experienced a menopause before this when I was trying to 
before I made the decision to have the hysterectomy, um, I was trying to shrink them. And so they had to put me on this medicine that they basically, it, it's a medical induced menopause. And I, I, I am sending you so much love and prayers because <laughs> I was a mad woman. I had to walk around with a fan. I had, yeah. I was actually complete psycho. I was sweating my bed out. Like I had to get a waterproof, um, mattress cover like oh my goodness I, <laughs> man hasn't gotten that bad yet but i do I have i'm usually it. i'm usually always cold and now i go between hot and cold so it's it's weird sometimes i do sweat in the middle of the night it's not bad but yeah i do sweat um but these mood swings it's all over the place it's all over the place like i'm already all over the place so now it's like a trillion on a trillion so we're gonna pray for your husband so we're gonna pray for him yeah, and, the kids, him. and the yeah, kids and the kids like mommy me i'd be like whatever <laughs> i'm like y'all will be all right <laughs> okay for real <laughs> so in the midst of all of that i know that you have discovered another situation that was yes um, the redundant colon which i didn't even know that was something that Exist. You taught me something. You taught me something again. Because when I saw your post, which is the post that I reached out to you about coming on, I was like, "What is this?" You know, like I had never even heard of it. Oh yeah. So I didn't know it existed. So basically, in the midst before I had my hysterectomy, I was already having issues with my bowels and my bladder. But it was to the point where I thought I had IBS because I would be constipated one minute, then I'll be um, have like the loose bowels. I was like, what is going on? It was it was getting bad. And I had people who um, that I knew that passed away from colon cancer or had colon cancer at a young age. So I decided to be, um, I guess, proactive, proactive. and get me a colon. Yeah. And get me a colonoscopy. So I got a colonoscopy and I found out when the guy was doing, the doctor was doing the colonoscopy, he was like, I'm sorry, it's a little bit uncomfortable. And I was like, I thought it's not supposed to be painful. Like, what's going on? He was like, well, you have a lot of twists and turns in your colon. And I was like, what does that even mean? So after it was all over, he basically explained it to me and said that my colon is too long to fit in my body, basically. It's enlarged. It's too long. So in order for it to fit inside my body, it has to do a lot of twists and turns, which causes me to be bloated, very bloated, to the point where I look like I'm pregnant if I eat a tiny bit of food, like a mm -hmm. tiny bit. I look like I'm pregnant. It look, it's, it's bad. And I think a lot of women deal with this. They don't know that they have this at all because I'm pretty sure a lot of women get bloated after eating. Yes. But so, like, yeah. it's like you can eat a chip. And yes. it's like, mm -hmm, I, I, I feel completely full, like completely full. My stomach would look like I'm eight, nine months pregnant. I'm like, what's going on? It's, it, it looks bad. So basically, um, he was like, and I also was having a lot of gas. And it was just to the point where I was just very uncomfortable. I was gaining a lot of weight with the hysterectomy as well, having the hysterectomy and then having this redundant colon. I was putting on all these pounds. And it's because I couldn't digest my food properly. So mm. all this food, I held, it was just basically just sitting there. And I'm very gassy and bloated and just uncomfortable. And on top of that, I was already gaining weight. Just It was just ridiculous to the point where I was feeling uncomfortable. I um, started going to dance classes and I was, I couldn't breathe. I was like <laughs> about to pass out. Like, Your wow, whole body is just being taken up by, by this. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was ridiculous. I was in class and people who know me know I used to love to dance. And I started getting back into dancing. And I was 
embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I couldn't breathe. I was out of breath. I was so tired and I didn't understand why. So that situation, when I found that out, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. This makes a lot of sense. So I made it a um, priority for me to start working out. I started working out um, July, beginning of July, end of June, beginning of July, because after that class, I was I was, like this is I too much. I know I'm getting much. older, but like, come on now. Yeah, I was so out of breath, and like, seeing all these younger girls and me trying to keep up with them, I felt so embarrassed and so uncomfortable. So I just started working out, got a treadmill, started doing. I work out for an hour and a half a day for five days a week, um, and yes. I started drinking more water. I don't really eat red meat like that, and it helped for me because of the fact that I have this long colon it helps to push the water drinking so much water i don't drink pop like that anymore i really don't drink it at all really just water and okay. me constantly put drinking water it helps to flush out the flush out my body to the point where i'm going to the bathroom more frequently where regularly i don't have this awkward diarrhea and constipation it was just really weird so i don't so have you don't to know what that. you're gonna go first of all i just want to say your bathroom trips are horrifying <laughs> yeah it's like either I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna see. I don't know what I'm gonna get. I'm going ahead, I'm gonna see my uterus, or I'm gonna go ahead and be tensed up because I can't get it out. Or I'm gonna go yep. ahead and just be everywhere. Like what yep. in the world? I'm in danger. It was yeah, it was it was bad. But oh, now since I'm going to the yeah, girl, it was bad. But now since I've been working out, I started um, in July, this past July, I've been working out. Um, I've been losing weight and I don't have to, I'm not as constipated and bloated as I was. So, I mean, I, I saw your bloated. picture. Yes, hey, girl. Come yeah. on. Motivation. I'm trying because I was so uncomfortable. I felt embarrassed looking at them young girls and they dancing and they getting and I'm like, I know I ain't this old now. <laughs> no, we not. Like, we, we might think it, but we're not that old. We, we, we still in our prime. Man, I was man, I was I was so uncomfortable and I was I was like I am I meant to dance again? Like what's going on? <laughs> you like Lord, did you feel for me? Right. Basically, <laughs> and I was like I was so tired, so out of breath, but it's nothing they can do with the redundant colon. It's just Oh that's what I was gonna ask. Yeah, so basically is it like pain or did they give you like it does get painful. Um just from constipation, just really backed mm -hmm. up. Like that's the only thing. Um it's not really solid. It's just as long as I'm drinking a lot of water and flush, like flushing my system out, it's fine. It's just me getting bloated, and that's the uncomfortable thing. I can't eat, and I like food. I love food. Mm -hmm. So the fact that when I eat a little bit, I'm feeling full immediately, and I'm just my stomach is blowing up like I'm pregnant. So it just it's very embarrassing at times. If anything, it's embarrassing because I'm out trying to look cute in this cute little dress, and then now I'm eight, and now I'm like I'm pregnant. It's like how you go from that to this. <laughs> Man, and then it's like you want to keep that morning stomach. You know how you wake up in the morning yeah. before you eat anything? It's mm -hmm. like that stomach, that's the that's the stomach I want all day. That's right. That's the stomach <laughs> all day. All day. Cause I used to I, I remember back in the day when I used to be like, you know, going out and stuff more clubbing and things like that. Like it's sad to say it. I do not condone this or recommend this, but it used to just not eat for the whole day until like after we, we got to the place, after we took all our pictures, you yep, know, just, I used to just, the same thing. just so you can have the stomach that yep, matches the outfit. The <laughs> yeah, I still, sometimes I still do that. If I take my pictures first and get them out the way. And then I'm like, okay, now I can indulge a little bit, drink a little bit, eat a little bit. Depending on what time you see me, I'm the ultimate catfish. I don't, I really don't care, baby, because yeah. it depends on what time you catch me. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? If you see me out of public and my stomach look like I'm pregnant, don't don't worry about it. Okay, just mad business. 
That was one thing. Listen, that was literally one of the things that I that was most frustrating. Like I'm already going through this. I'm fatigued. I'm tired. I'm carrying around literally twin babies and some more. Yeah. And then I have to answer questions about my uterus, about if I'm with child, of have to, you know, people assuming that I'm pregnant, people staring. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's so frustrating because one of the, it's already uncomfortable. You're already self-conscious about it. You're already in pain. And yep. then you got people walking up to you like, oh, what do you do? And I see, I'm a jerk. God's still working on me on that. I'm a jerk. I'd be like, what do you mean? Like, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. What, what you mean? Oh, no. And then I'll just tell them, flat out, oh, no, it's a tumor. And then their face would crack. And so then I would be a little happy. <laughs> I'd be a little happy after that because it's like, don't walk. You don't know what people are dealing with. You don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. And that taught me a lesson, too, as far as, you know, how I conduct myself when it comes to women because, you don't know until you're on the other side of it. So yeah. if I, until you tell me, until I see a leg hanging out or you tell me like, hey, I'm pregnant, I'm not going to assume, I'm not going to mm-hmm. ask you about it because I definitely, it has humbled me tremendously for sure. Yeah, life would definitely humble you. Man. I'm trying to tell you because I mean, <laughs> that just thing that I used to be is no longer her because life would definitely humble you. Absolutely. But, yeah. So what do you wish people knew about like these type of ailments, whether that be the um, hysterectomy with the, 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 what's that called? Like a prolapse uterus? What is that called? A prolapse uterus. Yes, a prolapse Okay, that's what uterus. I thought. Is yeah. it, um, I know for myself personally, like, because people can't see the, the, the pain, a lot of times people discount it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for women in general, just pay attention to your body. That's with anything. Always pay attention to your body because if you feel like something's not right, you might want to go get checked out because now times saying you just follow pay attention to your instinct, your mind, and your body because your body will tell you when something is not right. Your gut will too, but your body will be like, Okay, sis, you, you need to get this checked out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would just say pay, pay attention to your body and just know that it's okay if you're going through anything with your body. It's okay. It's it's nothing's wrong with you. Um, it's it's just okay. It's okay. Everything's gonna be okay because a lot of times women feel like, oh, I got this issue or I'm blow. I'm looking. I'm ugly or this. Just it's okay. It's nothing wrong with you. Don't don't feel that way. It's okay. You are still beautiful. You're still a queen, and you are okay. <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, seriously, like you said, so many people they think. You know, either they think they're alone and struggling with it, which is another reason why I made this platform, because I need people to understand, like, you're not alone. And then, Mm -hmm. or they feel, like you said, so self-conscious, their confidence is next to nothing. Myself, personally, like, I have always been a pretty confident person. And although I won't sit here and be dishonest and say that my confidence wasn't hit by walking around like I was nine months pregnant for about a year and a half, um... I still have that inner confidence because that's just kind of how I am. But I know that if that had gone on for too much longer, like, you know, or gotten any bigger, you know, it was to the point where 
I couldn't even bend down to tie my shoe. It's like a pregnant woman, really. You know, it's literally oh like a pregnant woman. So I, I can only imagine what that would have done for my esteem in that time. And I really wish women understood that us ignoring those problems or, like you said, um, feeling ashamed of them. Like, we didn't choose these things. We didn't choose for this right. to happen to us. So we shouldn't carry shame for it. We shouldn't feel bad about wanting to get it checked out. And it's better safe than sorry. So, Oh, yeah. Definitely please. safe than sorry. And a lot of people, they don't want to go to the doctor. They just like, okay, well, I'll just deal with it. No, you might be. It, it's something that and people don't realize that. Something could start off so small and end up so big if you don't get it checked out. Like, for instance, I have another situation I'm dealing with um, with the mass in my breast. It's not, they say it's benign, but I still get it checked out every six months. Mm -hmm. And I went to them around the time I went to the doctor for my colonoscopy. I also went because I knew people who were having breast cancer at an early age, people who were dying from breast cancer. And I'm like, let me just, because I don't never check, I never check my breasts. I don't mm -hmm. even think about it. Like, I'm like, whatever. So I wanted to get checked out. So I got that, my colonoscopy, and I got, uh, um, what is it called, mammogram. I got it done. And I told them, like, hey, this is something I want to get checked out. I need to get it checked out. Mm -hmm. And they found out not only do I have dense tissue, breast tissue, because my breasts are so um, huge now, which I don't understand how this happened. <laughs> but... <laughs> I hey, I remember, I remember a time. I remember a time when you was was begging for them titties. <laughs> Girl, they take them back now. Take them back, <laughs> baby. But yeah, I have breast. It was extensive tissue, breasts, whatever. But basically, they would say it was hard to find any type of anything in my breast because it's hard to see it. So when they finally did different tests and they did a mammogram, they noticed that I had a small mass in my right breast. And they was like, well, we might think it's a, a cyst, a complex cyst. And I'm like, well, what is that? So they start running more tests and kind of found out it's it's a, it's, a, it's a regular mass, but it's benign. According to them, it's benign because it's not growing. But every time I go to the doctor, I go every six months for my mammogram, and I have an ultrasound every six months as well. Um, they say it's not growing, but from the test they send me, it's like it grew a little bit from the, the measurements. But... I'm going to go with what they're talking about, but it's still it's still painful. It still hurt. Mm -hmm. I mean, say, well, breast cancer don't hurt. I'm like, well, tell me what's going on right now because this is very uncomfortable. Uh, I can feel like something in my, underneath my, because it's like right underneath my right, um, like kind of close to my armpit almost. Okay, like in that yeah. area. So I'm like, what's happening? So I know in a couple months I go back for um, another mammogram. So we'll see if it's, if it's growing. But every time they check it, they're like, oh, you're fine. I'm like, somebody tell me something because this this don't feel right. Do you feel so, like you need to get a second opinion or do you feel like your team is taking you seriously? Or uh, I, I, know I, I as... need to get a second opinion. I, okay. I've been saying that for the longest, but part of me wanted, wants to know, but part of me doesn't want to know. So right. I'm just kind of like going with the flow and going with like the thing just to see. Said. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So I get it. I'm just trying to we just we're just gonna see what happens. Um, yeah, I go in a couple. Yeah, I'm going in a couple. My, my husband said, if you go again and you can tell something's not right and not really working with you, then you go and get a second opinion because you need to know these things. You need to know if it's something because what if now they say, oh, it's fine, and you come back and it's like, oh no, it's cancer, and it's like, okay, well, I've been coming for the last year and a half, and now you're telling me it's, it's cancer. It's so, so crazy that happens and not, I mean, not necessarily even with cancer, but just other issues, you know, mm -hmm. like it's just, it can't happen. So I, look, we're praying that that is not the case and we're just going to keep hopeful that they are being proactive and making sure that they are actually 
taking your, your health seriously. I know it's sometimes very hard because healthcare can be very dismissive when you try to, you know, speak about the things that you're experiencing. I know for myself, when my fibroids, I knew about my fibroids literally since I was probably 20 something, the early 20s. And mm. it was like, oh, just leave it, just leave it, just leave it. And it's steady growing, steady growing, steady growing, steady growing. And now I get to the point where I'm about to explode. And now everybody's running around frantic when we can mm-hmm. just take care of this before. You know what I mean? Yep, the so, same thing with my uterus. Like when I kept telling her, like, I have the frequent urge to, to urinate. Why do I have this? They could have caught it then. But now it's to the point where now I have to get it removed. So it's like. That's why I say, just please, for all women, just go get checked out. Because if you feel something deep down in your gut that something is not right with your body, you know your body. You don't have with your, you don't been with your body your whole life. You yeah. know your body. So if you feel like something isn't right, go get checked out. Please get it checked out because you just never know. Like I wouldn't have known I even had this mask in my bright boob if I didn't go to do that. I wouldn't know I had a redundant colon if I didn't get a colonoscopy. Like these different you literally things. Literally advocated about. for yourself. You yeah. advocated for yourself because they probably wouldn't have. It would have been a few years before they would have been advising you to go get a mammogram, and exactly. a few years for the colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Wow! Now you got me looking like, let know. me go and go see. <laughs> exactly. On. I didn't even think nothing was wrong. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna get it checked out. You'd be good. No. And that couldn't. And what if that that situation would have called? What if it would have been something more like? What if it was cancer right then mm-hmm. and there? And I would never get it checked out. And now. I'm in stage three and I'm what up? You just, you just never know. So yeah. it's just always good to get your body checked out. Just check on yourself. We only get one body, only one life. So just get checked out. And you got boys to be there for, and you know, you got, you got families and you got a yeah. whole tribe of people that's, that's rooting for you. So you definitely, we all got to take care of ourselves for sure. Oh yeah. Definitely got to do that. We only get one life. So one body, one life. I think a lot of people are scared. Um, you mentioned that as well. Like a lot of people don't want to know. And mm-hmm. I really feel like that's really big in our community, in the black community. Uh, it doesn't help the fact that the cost of healthcare is so expensive to the point where oh, yeah. if you feel like, well, if I go get this checked out and it's nothing, I'm going to have a $1,500 bill and it's nothing. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's so crazy that we live in a world where you have to be able to afford to get care. Like yeah. if you go to the hospital and you don't have insurance, I've been there before. Like I have, um, I struggle with blood clots um, a lot. And the last time that I had my episode with blood clots, I was in between, not in between jobs. I had just started a new job in my probationary period. So I wasn't insured yet. So I'll go to the hospital and I'm, I mean, thankfully, they saved my life and they, they, they did a great job. Don't get me wrong. But it's like now you want to send me for uh, $40,000 bills. Like, bless me for real. Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not a payment plan in the world that is going to be able to pay that down. And so, I agree. It's I just a lot of reason why a lot of women or just people in general, like you mm-hmm. said, they don't want to go to the doctor because of that. Like I had a situation a couple years ago where I needed to. Um, I was, I thought, I, that's the reason why, another reason why I got a colonoscopy, because I kept seeing, um, I mean, I told you I was having the loose stools and stuff like that, but I also, one time I saw mucus in my stool, mm. so that freaked me out, and I just, it was just some weird stuff going on, 
So I was like, I need to get a colonoscopy. So I posted that one years ago and I didn't get it because I, my job, the insurance that I had, the way their plan was set up, I had to pay in order to get my colonoscopy and my surgeries and stuff that I needed to get at that time. I would have to pay a couple thousand dollars out of pocket. And I was like, where I'm just, I don't have money just laying around like that. Like so I'm not put down, right. Right. So now I have to put it off. So thank God there's nothing serious going on because if it was, I wouldn't have known about it because I couldn't get this. I couldn't get the procedure. I couldn't get it. Can't so afford to. I couldn't afford to. And I think so many women and men, just the people in general, they put stuff off because of the money, the price. And because, of course, medical care is not cheap. It's not cheap at all. It's very expensive. And if you don't have any insurance or the right insurance, you're paying all this money out of pocket. And people don't want to do it. They don't want to deal with that, especially when you're already struggling to get by. Nobody wants to try to scrape up some money to try to go to the hospital and and did if it's nothing like you said if it's nothing now you out of out of a couple hundred dollars or whatever right. it is. Nobody the wants cost to of an MRI, that. the cost of a CAT scan, the oh, cost of all stuff is it's ridiculous. Too much. It's too much. So it's just a lot, and it's a lot that we don't we put off and don't want to deal with because of the cost. And it's just it's it's ins it's really insane. It's insane, but. I just Sad. hope and pray that people can get the help that they need and just go to the doctor and have to be able to afford it because it's, it's like you said, it's sad. We can't afford basic health care. We can't afford it. <laughs> so, Like, oh, do I live or do I just, yeah. I don't have enough money to live, basically. Basically, like, what? yeah. And it's, and it's sad, but you have to think like that, but that's just the way it is because so many people are struggling to get back, so you're not going to think about my health, like you go, you got people who got kids, you got kids, you're like, okay, now I got to take care of my kids too. I put my, my, my health on the back burner. I don't matter right now. And it's sad that people think like that because they want to make sure their children are good, but yeah. your children are going to be good if you're not good. So it's just a, a it's cycle. just a lot. It's a it's never a cycle. ending it's a cycle. cycle. It's a never ending cycle. And it's sad. It's so sad. But let me, what can we do about it? We just got to play the game, play the cards, <laughs> play the, the game of life. The game of life. It ain't the fun game that we played back in the day as a kid. The game of life. It's really a man. Tough, Who crazy signed game. me up for this? My mama owed me some money or something because Trying my mama to and my daddy. Trying I'm to like, tell you. How how come y'all being nasty results in me having to pay bills? Oh, <laughs> exactly. I don't get it. <laughs> like somebody give me something. But I need a refund or something. Cause <laughs> what's going on, <laughs> man? Uh, but I'm so thankful that you shared your stories. You, you, that was a lot. And I'm so glad that you're handling everything. It seems like you're handling it with grace. You're being proactive. You're not, you know, going into a, you know, scared. You have a good support system. So that's amazing. That's, that helps. That's half the battle, you know. Like yeah. for myself, when I had my hysterectomy, my mom and my sister had to come out here and be with me while I was, um, you know, in recovery because, they wasn't gonna let me out, out the hospital unless I had somebody with me. <laughs> oh yeah, they yeah. won't let you leave because that pain, trying to heal from that, is people don't realize that's it's a lie. It's, I was I couldn't walk. I told me to get up and try to walk after my hysterectomy, and I tried. I'm I'm, I'm a G. I can get up, baby. I went to sit up. It's like you gotta walk. You gotta go. You gotta have a bath. You gotta go to the bathroom. I went to get up and I thought I was dying. I really feel like mine was, I don't know what type of miraculous, thank you, Father, 
because I, when I woke up from my anesthesia, I felt amazing. I felt good. I was walking all around that nursing station like a couple hours after, and I got, Mm-mm. I got slit open. Like, I don't know what, what they did. Whatever you, they did to you, that shit did to me because I, I had so much pain. I couldn't. They was like, you, and then I couldn't. I didn't wake up right away after the um, surgery. They was like, she, she's not waking up, and they kept me overnight, and it was just. I had a bad experience, and me trying. I was like, you got to get up and you got to use the bathroom, and I'm like, get okay, away I from me, <laughs> right? No, I thought I could get up. I tried to jump up. Like, I was like, okay, I got this. I went to sit up, and I felt like I was like being torn apart. Like I was in so much pain, and I cried. And I'm usually good with pain. I cried. I was. My husband was looking at me like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to he do." Like, I don't know what he like. I'm used to her thugging it out. Yeah, know? I was. I'm usually really good with pain, and that was. I man, that pain. I felt like my body was being torn in in half. It was mm. so bad. Then being at home, like I was trying to walk, and we got stairs, and I'm just I can't go down the stairs. I got to stay upstairs, and I got all this table full of pills and all type of stuff. It was just, it was bad. Well, we on the other side now. I'm I'm almost two months post op, and you are over a year, right? Yeah, year and a half now. Yep. We, so I'm getting to my point where I can start to work out too. You inspire me. Oh, I yeah. definitely am not trying to get this. I'm not trying to get that hysterectomy weight. I already yeah, got the TTRs. I already got the TTRs. <laughs> I didn't think that was a real thing, but hysterectomy weight is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that. I was like, yeah. this is not happening. <laughs> but at least I can bend. So that's half, that's half the battle, okay? Oh, yeah, that's definitely half the battle. If you can bend and move, yeah, you're you good. You're you getting there. You're getting there. Because <laughs> I couldn't bend. I couldn't move. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Man. Well, I am so appreciative of you. I really, really am thankful for you for coming on and sharing your story. I know that everything that you said literally will be extremely helpful for somebody watching and not just women but obviously this is geared towards women so i want to thank you and send you a huge thank you for you know being on the show of course of course i appreciate you too (laughs) all right guys well this has been another episode of sitting up in my room my women's health series you guys have a good one Bye. bye